The following podcast contains explicit language. So I was thinking about this cacophony of choice. Uh huh. Really amounts to a lot of opportunity for us to do free work. <laughs> You're so right. Oh God. It's the era of free work and prayers. Yeah. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 19 years, Liz. That's me, Liz Craft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. This week, we discuss how we are navigating a cacophony of choice. Then we revisit our Ride the Dragon development motto in this week's Mailroom segment. We'll also share a Hollywood hack about hearing no. And finally, Mary reveals her open mic night celebrity sighting. Also, it's her last day, so we will say our goodbyes. Aww. But first, an update. In episode 105, we read the poem Sarah has been meditating to every day, Sapphire Roses, She Let Go. And a lot of people um, loved the poem and responded to it. Um, and one listener, Sarah, emailed us and said, thank you for introducing me to the poem She Let Go. So powerful. You might also enjoy Wild Geese by Mary Oliver. The first line sets the tone. You do not have to be good. And then she says, P.S. Tell Mary hi from a fellow southeastern Minnesotan. Um, so we love that poem by Mary Oliver. So we thought, let's read it. Yeah. So here is Wild Geese. You do not have to be good. You do not have to walk on your knees for a hundred miles through the desert repenting. You only have to let the soft animal of your body love what it loves. Tell me about despair, yours, and I will tell you mine. Meanwhile, the world goes on. Meanwhile, the sun and the clear pebbles of the rain are moving across the landscapes, over the prairies and the deep trees, the mountains and the rivers. Meanwhile, the wild geese high in the clean blue air are heading home again. Whoever you are, no matter how lonely, the world offers itself to your imagination, calls to you like the wild geese, harsh and exciting, over and over announcing your place in the family of things. Love it. Love Mary Oliver. Okay, Sarah, let's dive into From the Treadmill Desk of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches. And this week, it's how to navigate a cacophony of choice. Yes. And we need to explain what this means and the context. <laughs> yes. Um, so for the past 12 years, more or less, we have been in overall deals. Yeah. And um, in case anyone doesn't know what an overall deal is, it means that we had a deal with a studio um, we've been at a few different studios, most recently ABC Studios, um, and that meant we were exclusive to them. So we would get paid a certain amount every week, and we could only work for ABC Studios. And because of that, everything we did was within the context of ABC Studios. So we could only develop material, either that was our original idea that they were interested in, or material that they owned. Right. And we could only work on shows 
if we were helping out on a show that was one of their shows. Yes. So we worked on the first season of For the People. That was an ABC Studios show. We worked on The Family. That was an ABC Studios show. Right. Now we are um, we're out of our deal at ABC Studios. We are liberated. We are just in the wild, as I say, <laughs> yes. um, for the first time in a long time. Yeah. And it's really exciting and thrilling, um, but it's overwhelming the amount. And this is where we get to the cacophony of choice, yeah. the amount of choices we have. Yeah. Um, because people, of course, are finding out that we're free to develop or free to do whatever. Run something. And and so they're kind of coming at us, like, all at once. And so it's like, do you want to develop this? Do you want to develop this? I have this IP. Come in and have a meeting. Let's have lunch. Let's have drinks. And that's great. I'm so grateful that people want to work with us, yes, of course. yes. But we have to navigate all of these decisions, and it's 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 quite overwhelming. It really is. I think. Um, I mean, we're not even technically available. We can't right, like for sort another, of accept yeah. anything or pursue yes. anything for another week or something. Um, but the sheer number of things already is overwhelming. And if we gave it another month or two to commit to anything, like. I can't even imagine. So, which is great. It's yes. wonderful. There are a lot of really exciting possibilities, but we can't do everything. Yeah, it, and it makes me think of Gretchen, my sister and co-host of Happier with Gretchen Rubin. She always says something that can be done anytime is often done at no time. Mm. And it makes me think of applying it to this, which is when you can choose anything, there's a cha- danger of choosing nothing. Right. You know, it's just like, oh, we could choose this or this or this or this. Well, eventually, we have to make choices and go down roads. Well, and there's also the, the uh, doesn't she say the, what, the universal truth thing, the opposite of a universal yes. truth is also yes. a universal yes. truth or something? Um, the counter to that is if we choose something too quickly, we will be cutting off other yes. opportunities. yes. Yes. Like, just because we're, like, excited about something now and we're, like, you know, we want to kind of grab onto something for some security, then there could be something in a month that we can't do because we've committed a decision too quickly. Yes. Um, And and, and that is why I think it's really hard to navigate. And we've been trying to sort of set some criteria, like, how do we know what to... Um, commit to. Yes, because time, as we've been discussing, is our most precious commodity. Yes, because we can only write so many things in a year. Yeah. Um, because, of course, it's not just writing something. It's pitching it, going, you know, going developing to meetings, yeah. pitching, developing. It's very time consuming. Yeah. Um, so one thing, first of all, we want to do something we like. Yes. You know, it seems obvious, but it's really not. No, Like, it would be very easy to just sort of hear something that has a great person attached or mm-hmm. a, a great IP that we just want to do because we think it's going to go. And there have been many things in the past that we were like, oh, that's going to go. But we haven't done it. And we have to now, I think, also say if we're not excited about it, if we don't love yeah. it, we can't do it just because we think it's going to go. Yes. That is a 
recipe for disaster. Agree. And that goes with, on both sides, volunteers, not recruits. Yes. We want to be volunteers, but we also want to work with people who want to work with us. Yes. If they've got to be excited about getting into business with us, we're not going to convince anybody. No. Um, we want, and we're going to talk about that a little more later on in the show, um, but we we want volunteers. Yes. And hopefully now it is all volunteers because we don't have agents kind of filtering things to us. Right. Everything we're hearing about is coming organically from people who want to work with us. Yes, um, which is, again, great. But it is, we realize now how much filtering usually happens <laughs> because there are so, there are so many um, projects. Normally, yeah. we would hear about fewer just because they, again, they would be filtered. And often, right now, it doesn't matter what agency anything is coming from. Right. It could be UTA, WME, CAA, because there kind of are no agencies at the moment. Mm -hmm. Whereas normally, we would most likely hear about material that's somehow connected to WME. Mm -hmm. So it's an, inter it's an interesting time to be in this position. It's empowering also. I mean, yeah. you know, it's there are pros and cons, but... Uh, it's exciting. It's genuinely exciting. Yeah. Now, another thing, Sarah, um, even though yeah, it's got to be something we're passionate about that we want to do, at the same time, we do have to have business minds, yes. as we've discussed, because we don't have an agent right now. Mm -hmm. um, so we want to look at it and, and say, is this something that can become inevitable? Are the right. people attached um, or the concept um, or the interest from the network such that we think this project will become inevitable. Right. Can we just, us, put the pieces together that makes a show undeniable? Yes, that, that makes that network push the button and say, green light this pilot. Yeah. Also, one thing I want to think about as we move forward is, is this project in our wheelhouse? Mm -hmm. um, because I think there are times people think, well, I should stretch myself. I should do something different. But there's a lot to be said for playing to our strengths. Yeah. Um, and I thought of this. There's a great book, which is actually about performance. It's called Stage Performance by Livingston Taylor, who happens to be James Taylor's brother. Mm -hmm. And he talks about how when you're performing on stage, it's better to be in your comfort zone because then you can really shine and you could relax and really, like, um, maximize what you're doing on stage. Mm -hmm. And I kind of think that's true for pilot writing. The more comfortable we are in, a, in an arena, the more we're going to shine. Yeah. Whereas, like, if we were trying to do a very technical spy show, yeah. that would be a stretch for us because that's not our wheelhouse. Yeah. And so we might not be operating at as high a level as we would be with something else. Yes. Well, and it's not fun for us. That kind of thing is not well, fun for us. Well, that's true. Like, we want to be doing something that we're just excited about and that's fun for us yes. to do. Yes, Um, Because I do think stretching is really important. Yes. But right now, we're stretching in our sort of scripted podcast company. Yes, we are. Like, that is a place where we're really sort of creatively spreading our wings and, and um, doing something really new. Yes. So I feel like for our kind of day job, for like our day-to-day -day job that we love, 
you know, we want to like just nail it. Yes. Yeah. I mean, we're always stretching. Yeah. It's just that are we stretching in an in an arena we want to be stretching yes. in and that we're comfortable stretching yeah. in. And luckily, we've done a lot of things. So I feel like we have a lot of options. Yeah. We want to play all the good chords. Yeah. Ooh, I like it. <laughs> So, Sarah, I want to know from our listeners, do you all have tips or strategies about how to navigate the cacophony of choice? We want to know. Email us at happierinhollywood at gmail.com or send us a voice memo. We love to hear your voices. Coming up, we answer a listener question about our development motto. But first, this break. Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Sarah, it's time for the mailroom in which we answer a listener question. Um, and a lot of times it's about um, the industry. Someone has a question about the industry. But today, a listener, and actually a few people asked us this, mm -hmm. which is why we <laughs> thought we should um, talk about it today. It's about our development motto. Yes. So in episode 105, we announced our development motto for 2019 is Ride the Dragon. And then um, a few people wrote in, in this case, Laura wrote, how do you feel about Ride the Dragon after last week's Game of Thrones episode? <laughs> she said, it also made me think about all those people who name their daughters Khaleesi. <laughs> um, so that's funny. So yeah. <laughs> um, for anyone who doesn't watch Game of Thrones. Spoiler um, alert. In one of the final episodes, Khaleesi rode her dragon into King's Landing and just destroyed the entire city. Killed. Set it on fire. Thousands of people. Oh, millions. 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 Mil wow. I don't Hundreds of, many, okay. many, many people many. died. Lots. Um, and so some people feel that we should change our development motto, <laughs> but we're good with it. Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> For one thing, we really never thought of ourselves as Khaleesi, although we were inspired by the yes. dragons of yes. Game of Thrones. But like, you know, if we end up setting some shit on fire, we're fine with that. Yeah. It, and it's for us, it's really about like sort of the wildness of the ride and just hanging on and having that, you know, powerful dragon mentality. Yes, yes. We plan to harm no one in our development season, <laughs> but we do think it's going to be a wild ride. Yes. <laughs> and we'll try not to go crazy. We will try. And now it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack. Take no for an answer. 
Yeah. Sarah, everyone talks about taking yes for an answer, but it's also good to remember to take no for an answer. Yes. Explain. Um, Well, this is sort of the most important lesson from the cacophony of choice idea. It's so important that we decided to make it uh, its own segment. (laughs) Recently, there was something we wanted to do. Yeah. And we kept hearing no, Mm -hmm. but we just couldn't accept it. And we wasted a lot of time, energy, and emotion on trying to continue down a road that was ultimately a road to nowhere. A dead end, let's say. A dead end road. Yeah, and it's hard because we felt like we could turn the no around. The no didn't make sense to us. Yes. Um, And so we thought, well, this doesn't make sense, and we believe in this. We're passionate. It's important that we should keep trying, when in fact— Ultimately, that attitude beyond a certain point is kind of counter to everything we believe in. Yes, our whole thing, which we talk about almost every episode, volunteers, not not recruits. recruits. We were recruiting. We were trying to recruit. And it's always a mistake. (laughs) It's always a mistake. And you know what? Had we just taken no for an answer the first or even second time we heard it, um, we would have just saved ourselves yeah. so much heartache. Yes. I mean, that's the thing. Aside from the time and energy, we just were so invested. Yeah. And that's what I really regret because mm-hmm. I feel like it drained us tremendously yeah. to keep hearing no and not accept it. Yes. Yeah. Um, and look, a lot of times a no feels unjust or misguided or wrongheaded. So it feels like, well, I'll turn this to a yes. Mm-hmm. But a no is a no. But yeah, and it doesn't matter why you get a no. It's still a no. Yes. So just move on. Yeah. No, it's um, it's sort of like a breakup. If someone mm-hmm. breaks up with you, yeah. I guess some people do break up and get back together and break up and get back together. But usually that doesn't end well. Right. And it is a total emotional waste. It, it does drain you and suck the life out of you. Um, and then you're just like hanging on to these emotions that don't help you move forward. I just read um, Hypnotist Love Story, which is like this great book. book. Yes. Um, That involves a stalker. And it's, I'm just like, okay, Saskia is the the stalker's name. So I'm just like, don't be Saskia. Take no for an answer. Take no for an answer. Don't bang your head against the wall. Don't do what we did. Coming up, Mary had a celebrity sighting at an open mic night. But first, this break. And now it is time for this week's celebrity sighting, and it comes from Mary. Mary, do tell. (laughs) So um, I was doing an open mic, doing stand-up. And where were you? The haha, ha, uh, the haha ha comedy club, which okay. is, n- you know, it's a great place, but it's not in West Hollywood, you know, but it's great. I love it. Um, and, you know, everyone, we were all doing our sets. And then all of a sudden, Damon Waynes Jr. came up wow. and did the open mic. Wow. I know he's just testing things out because he had his notebook up with him, but I was like, oh, wow. Like, you still, you still do this after yeah. you're already established in, in movies, you know, so. And so was he watching you? Did he see your set? You know, I don't know. I have, because I was only like two before him, so. He probably, he probably saw you, yeah. Mary. That's <laughs> really exciting. <laughs> he was probably prepping, though. He was probably like yeah. keeping his, like, what am I going to say, you know. But, or he was just so all, riveted all by your comedy, Mary. <laughs> Mary's stand-up has been seen now by Damon Wayans Jr. Yes. You are on your way. <laughs> 
<laughs> Speaking of being on your way, sadly, we have to say goodbye to Mary. I yeah. Know. As we were have been discussing, our overall deal at ABC Studios is up, and Mary was one of the major perks of that deal. <laughs> um, and without the deal, we don't get an assistant. Yeah. So, um, Mary is moving on. Mary is yeah. moving on. So we Mary, will report back to what? When huh? the time comes. We will report back yes, to our listeners about what you are moving on to when mm-hmm. the time comes. Um, but you've been interviewing a lot. And we, since many people listen to this podcast who might be in a position to hire yeah. you, we wanted you to share <laughs> what you're looking for and, and to tell everybody to um, contact us about you. Yeah. So I'm looking for mainly comedy showrunners assistant jobs or writers assistant jobs. Or, you know, if you just want to staff me, that'd be great, too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. So that's kind of the goal right now. And obviously, um, anyone who produces comedy shows, I'm available. Yes. That's the next (laughs) big step you need to make in your career, as we've discussed, is moving to the comedy Mm -hmm. side. Because as drama writers, there's not a ton we can do to advance your career. You're yeah. solidly comedy. Yeah. But you know, you know what's interesting about that? I tried to convince myself I could write drama. So I did I did try. I did try write. I'm not gonna share it with you, but I did try to write uh, drama. And it convinced you that you're a comedy yeah, writer. It did. Oh it well did. that's good. Knowing that about yourself, and we say that so yes. often on this show, is such a huge step. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the more focused you are on what you want to do, the easier it is to make it happen. Mm-hmm. So it's actually a huge advancement to be firmly in lo- like locked yes. into your desires. Mm-hmm. So many people come to us saying, well, I don't know. I want to be comedy. You did when, when you first yeah. started for yeah. us. You were very much in that space of like, you're young. I could be comedy. I could be drama. I'm, mm-hmm. you know, I'm flexible, maybe move like all of the above. And having a clear focus makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. If you want to contact the fabulous Mary Merkins about a job, send an email to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. We will absolutely make sure she gets it. Yes. Um, and we'll be continuing to promote Mary's stand-up here. You should definitely go see her. She's fantastic. I recently stole one of her jokes at our um, live show in Minnesota. <laughs> And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. For questions or comments, email us or send us a voice memo to happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening and please subscribe and give us a review if you haven't already. Thank you to our executive producer, the amazing Chuck Reed and everyone at Sancola Sound. You can follow them on Instagram at Sancola Sound. Thank you to everyone at Cadence 13. Thank you to our assistant, Mary Merkins, who we will miss and who we will look forward to seeing thrive in the comedy world. Don't forget to check her out on social media at Mary Merkdog on Instagram and at Merkdog on Twitter. And as always, thank you to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Check out the other Onward Project podcasts, Happier with Gretchen Rubin, Side Hustle School, and the new podcast from Whole30's Melissa Urban, Do The Thing. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Spain, and Liz is at Liz Craft. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Until next week, I'm Liz Craft. And I'm Sarah Fain. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. Liz, what joke? <laughs> <laughs>
did you do? I did a hot dish joke. Oh my you God. had all of your stuff about Minnesotans and their hot dish. So tater tots I, was it a tater tot thing? Yeah. Well, I, I, it was yes, it was tater tot hot dish. Um, <laughs> I just said, hey, now's my moment. I'm going to use Mary's hot dish jokes. <laughs> so thank you. <laughs> From the Onward Project.